Are you anxious? Stressed? Mind racing? Do you have trouble sleeping? Are you looking for healthy ways to cope? Join Speedway Jefferson, certified mindfulness practitioner and lawyer, and learn to apply mindfulness meditation to the challenges of everyday life. Harness the power of mindfulness meditation to live and work to your highest and best purpose, starting with just five minutes a day. Well, hi there, and welcome back to Mindful in Five. Last week, we started our interesting and uh, wonderful conversation with the amazing, incomparable, genre-bending author, Carissa Andrews. This week, we hear more about her mindfulness practices. So let's go and finish out that conversation. So with that, that leads us squarely into the sort of, for perhaps this, this group uh, of listeners, the, the, the central question, which is, are there specific mindfulness or meditative practices that you use now or have you used in the past that you find helpful? Absolutely. Okay. So for me lately, so I'll, I'll start with what I'm doing lately because I think it's been the thing that has really elevated me probably the most in a very long time. So, and I'll explain how I kind of got there. So right now, what I've been doing, interestingly enough, I, I've been rather than meditating like fully, I'll sit down in the morning with my cup of coffee or my cup of tea, and I will put on um, YouTube where I'll pull up like a, a playlist of Abraham Hicks, and they'll be talking about different aspects of uh, law of attraction, of asking it's given, that sort of thing. So it's it's a lot of manifestation qualities as we know them through universal law. And it's been really interesting where, so I'll just put my headset on. I'll be looking out. I have a big picture window. So I'm watching the birds. I'm only listening. I'm not watching anything. And it resonates so much on the soul level that it pulls me straight into that mindfulness where all of a sudden I'm seeing all the synchronicities that have lined up in life. I'm seeing all the the threads from different people, from different books I've read, from different philosophies, from everything. And it's all kind of coming together into one place and it's being described in a way that makes so much sense. And so that's mm-hmm. what I've been doing lately. But it, before that, I was very interested in Amanda Francis. And the, the funny thing is I found Abraham Hicks through Amanda Francis because she talked a lot about um, how they were the inspiration for her work. And so I was listening to Amanda Francis's book, Rich as Fuck. Hopefully I can say that on, on your podcast, but it's a great, it's a great book. I've read it in, in uh, book form and I've also listened to the audiobook. And she just has a way of a way about her. And what was interesting was that that same resonance is reflected with Abraham Hicks. And so I was listening to her meditations. I was listening to her um, various, like uh, she would probably be very, what she does is very similar to Abraham Hicks in the way that she does what's what they call a rampage. I don't know if you know what that is, but yeah. So basically it's, it's this thing where you're trying to elevate your emotional state, your vibration. And you start with a, you know, where, where you're at, a thought where you're at, like 
Uh, right now, I'm I'm glad that I'm on this podcast. It's wonderful. And each each thought, each thing that you say out loud gets elevated higher. So this is amazing. I can't imagine how many wonderful people are listening to this thing right now. And if they're listening to it, think about all the cool things that they're learning or resonating with and who they're going to be touching and all the people that they're going to see and speak about and want to learn more about Abraham Hicks or Amanda Francis's work, or maybe my work or your work, Spiway. I mean, it's just amazing. All these things. And you continue to elevate the thoughts on a rampage. Uh, it's a voice rampage typically. And so Amanda Francis does that sometimes in her meditations where you're just listening. It's, it's kind of guided in a sense, but it's not. And so I was, I was there probably three months ago. And before that it was um, just straight up meditations. I, I love reality hacker. And so I was listening to the reality, reality hacker meditations every morning. So there's always been like a morning process for me where I'm just the first thing of the day, I'm trying to get centered, trying to be mindful of who I am, what it is I want to be all about for that day. And so that everything kind of springs from that place, but it changes for me. And I, I found that in myself that I can't stick with one thing forever. Like when it, when I feel like it's time to shift, I move with it and do the next thing. Sometimes it's reading books. So I'll go through phases where I'm reading a chapter in um, like a, a book, like Abraham Hicks's asking it's given. Um, or I'll be reading a, a fiction book and, or I'll alternate between the two in the same morning. So I'll, I'll do something along those lines, but I'm listening to, you know, maybe some uh, binaural beats or, or something along those lines as I'm reading. It just, it depends on every morning, but it's always been that morning process that there's something first thing in the morning. I feel like it's a little bit like dieting, isn't it? There, there are a hundred different ways to get <laughs> at it and all of them work if you just stick to them. Yeah. Um, and so I, 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 that resonates. I've never tried um, the way you've described it, but, you know, in my meditation practice, one of the things I've used a lot and, and one of the things I was taught to use was mantras. And Absolutely. so you start with a phrase, but it's not just sort of this mindless chanting over and over. It is with every, with every breath you're going deeper into what does this mean, right? So if you are trying to, um, if you are trying to, you know, when I started practicing meditation, um, my my teacher said, just go home, sit down and just think, you know, so something simple that speaks to you, right? And it was God-centered meditation. So it was like, I love you, Lord. And I thought, okay, so what I was supposed to do before my mind wandered off to the grocery shopping at the grocery list, <laughs> <laughs> what was supposed to be happening was I was supposed to be thinking, I love you, Lord. What does that really mean? It means I trust you. What does that mean? It means this is how I'm going to live my life, right? It means, am I really going to, and, and sort of, it's okay to question in the process, right? Am I really gonna surrender? And what, what does that look like? And, and it's, it's basically it's also, a rampage in your mind. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was, is internal, but how interesting I find as I'm listening to you that I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. But yeah. it's called, but you call it a rampage when it's external and you're actually voicing the things. Yeah. And I think that is so interesting. It is super for me as a, obviously as authors, it's like, I hear the word rampage. And the first time I heard that um, from them, I was like, what a weird word to use for that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, in, in my mind, rampage is like, it's going to take over everything. You're just, you know, you're rampaging the whole thing. And I guess it kind of is that, you know, but it, it, it was like, what a strange way to describe that. But all right. And the more I hear it now, the more I've, I've kind of learned to resonate with it. And it's, it is, it's fun to, to think about 
that process and the the mantra process. I used to do uh, Deepak Chopra and Oprah used to do these 21 day meditation, like batches where they just, it would be 21 days and they'd launch these, these meditations. And I loved doing those. And it was so funny because my, when my son was first born, I, I would be nursing him or giving him, you know, a bath or something. And I'd be listening to it as I'm doing the thing. And he would always be so calm listening to the meditation as I'm listening to it, <laughs> because I had to kind of multitask my meditation with my mom duties at that time. And yeah. it was super cool to see how he'd resonate with it at the same time. And, but even though he didn't know the, the mantra, he didn't know, you know, what was the thing that Deepak was trying to talk about. It's super interesting. So do I remember that Reiki either is or was part of your um, mindfulness meditative practice at one point? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Reiki master. I learned how to, to do Reiki probably in let's see 2001. I moved back from Duluth. I went to Duluth for college and I moved back from, from there. And I just, I don't know, I felt like I wanted to understand this energy work thing. And I, I had learned about Reiki, didn't know really what it was, but I found that there was a, a local group that had this, um, it was like a, a weekend session where you got to be attuned for, for Reiki and kind of learn the process of it. And I was like, I'm always curious. I want to learn new things. So why not? And I, I fell in love with it right there. And it was super weird because when I signed up, I mean, not weird in a bad way either. When I signed up, I was like, okay, I'm signing up for this thing. And the woman that taught it, she was fine. She was, she was great. It was actually her like assistant that I really resonated with. And I was like, this woman is, there's something about this woman. She's really cool. So as the the practices got bigger, the two different practices, I ended up gravitating more towards that woman. And so she became my Reiki master when it came to the rest of the attunements. So I became a Reiki master underneath her and she ended up becoming a really great friend and supportive, like support in my life. I mean, she was probably the number one person who kept guiding me back towards mindfulness and towards um, remembering where I came from, especially when I was starting to get in that stuck vibe where I felt like nothing was working and I felt like things are just not going where I want them to go. And she kept bringing me back and she's like, okay, you're, you're, you're too in your head right now. You've got to get back into the, the spiritual side of things or, or whatever. And it was like, it, Reiki had always been a big part of things. So when she was, she actually passed away uh, a couple of years ago in, um, 2020. Well, I guess it would have been last year, early last year. So it's only been a year, but she was sick for much longer. She ended up with pancreatic cancer. Um, but we would do Reiki, um, exchanges every few months where we come together and I would do Reiki on her. She would do Reiki on me. And we would just continue to talk about mindfulness and everything. And so that became kind of a consistent thing, especially, and especially if either one of us were feeling kind of disjointed or out of sorts, it would be a great, great reason to get together so that we could then kind of recenter and regroup. So mm -hmm. I, I don't do a whole lot for other people, but I have done it for my kids, for my husband and things like that. Plants, animals, I guess. <laughs> so for listeners who are going, you know, I, 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 Spew is just trying to convince me to do even five minutes of meditation. And I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to learn how to do that. Yes. So what is uh, Reiki and what does that look like? So Reiki is hands-on healing technique is what it is. It's, it's based out of Japan. And what it does is it taps into the chakra systems. And so the, the energy flowing all around us through us, um, they use hands obviously as the conduit for the energy you you get attuned through the, the process. There's a, um, 
a whole, like there's a weekend typically with each level that you're going to go through where you're going to learn about the different hand gestures, the different um, symbols that are going to be applied, the different ways to guard yourself from energies that you don't want, things like that. And so when you're sitting in a, a Reiki master's room, you're going to be on like a, you know, a typical massage table. You're going to go in either for a half an hour, typically, or an hour. I would recommend an hour because you will be completely blissed out by the time you're done. (laughs) And the Reiki master starts, so they start with your head. Typically they're going to be hovering over your forehead and then they'll place their, their palm on the top of your head, maybe still touching your forehead or above it. And then they move down through the different parts of the body, typically focusing the most on the chakras, but we have smaller chakras in hands, feet, knees, things like that. And so there is actual touch. So it's not, it's not like, um, other techniques where you're going to be hovering above the body necessarily, although it still works if you're not a person that likes to be touched necessarily. So it's just kind of a soothing meditation process as well for the person who's on the table, because you're focusing on where the placement of their hands are but there's still an energy exchange that's opening up the chakras and helping you to get more into an alignment with yourself rather than being in such discord. Because sometimes we, we don't know that our chakras are closed. We don't know that we're kind of getting ourselves gummed up (laughs) in the works. And so that just kind of helps to let the the energy flow better through us. And they they'll typically have you flip over so that they can do the back as well and just kind of help clear any other um, stuff that gets stuck in aura and, and things that are a little bit less, um, noticeable than the chakras themselves. Fascinating. Yeah. How long have you been a Reiki master? Oh, geez. Um, I think I became a Reiki master in 2005. I want to say it's okay. been a long time. Yeah. Probably about the year my, my, my first son was born. That's that long. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So you yeah. were becoming a Reiki master at about the time I was learning how to meditate. Nice. <laughs> There must have been a wave of energy rolling through where we were all like, we need to try this thing now. <laughs> yeah, we, have to, we have to try and work on this higher plane stuff. Yes. yes. Uh, so tell us, Carissa, how can people connect to you? And we will include all the links in uh, the uh, notes for the show. But tell us where all the, the, the hidden gems sure. live. Well, the biggest one, it, I guess it kind of depends on what side people are looking for. Um, if they're looking for author me, then they can pretty much find me anywhere books are sold. Um, half of my books are available in wide distribution, meaning that they can be found anywhere. Some of them are obviously going to be exclusive to Amazon themselves. So because it's part of their, their Kindle Unlimited um, program, but you can find everything on my website, my author website, which is carissaandrews.com. I am pretty much on all social media platforms as Carissa Andrews. And um, if they're looking more for the author revolution side of things, they can go to authorrevolution.org or millionaireauthorcoach.com, depending on which which version. But I also have um, Author Revolution as part of a lot of different social media platforms as well. But some of them are Author Revolution and some are Millionaire Author Coach. So it just kind of depends on what they're looking for and what they'd like to see. But all the all of the websites will give them links out to everything else. Wow. Okay, well, you heard it here, folks. Um, I encourage you to check out her podcast and check out her website. And if you ever had designs on writing, uh, Carissa is a great person to start your journey with. So, Carissa, thank you so much for coming by to share your great work with us on Mindful in Five. I am so glad that I was here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Speedway.
It has been absolutely delightful. Um, Listeners in the notes, as I said, of the podcast and the pod video, you will find links that will connect you to Carissa, her web properties, her books, and her work. Uh, Check her out, have a listen, follow her videos, her podcasts. Until next week, be mindful and be well. Thank you for listening to Mindful in 5. If you enjoyed it, follow and rate it on your favorite podcast platform or on Trustpilot.com. Get your copy of the book Mindful in 5 from Amazon.com or MindfulIn5.com today. Visit MindfulIn5.com to download sample chapters of the book, watch videos, connect with the Mindful in 5 community on social media, and more. Until next time, be mindful and be well.